You are listening to the MZBC Students Greenhouse Podcast. For more information about Mount Zion Baptist Church, go to mzbc.net slash students or follow us on Twitter and Instagram at MZBC Students. When somebody, when somebody mentions your name, when somebody mentions your name, what do you think it is the first thing that they think about? When somebody mentions your name, what is the first thing someone thinks about? Because I will tell you, when your name is mentioned, they do think about something. And what they think about is either true or something that someone else said that don't even know you. But somebody will think something about you. Everybody in here has a reputation. And it's based on things you've done or what people say you've done. Everybody in this room, unless the Lord comes back before you die, will die. I'm probably closer to that than you, but we never know. And when you die, there'll be a funeral. And someone will get up and they'll say things about you. And usually at that point in time, it's usually all good things. But if you had to sit in the congregation and you could sit in the congregation at the same time during your funeral, what would you want people to say? Because see, right now, you have a chance to write that story. Because everyone in here, and you've heard this before, has a birth date and a death date. Or will. If you go over to that cemetery right across the way, everybody there has a birth date and a death date on their tombstone. And who they are is the dash. Their reputation is the dash. That dash is what they lived. So right now, you have a chance to live that dash. You have a chance to write your story. You have a chance right now to change that story into something that you would want it to be. My encouragement to you is to allow the Lord God Almighty to write that story through your life. He's the one that changes the story. He's the one that put purpose in your life. He's the one that's going to help you do the things that you need to do, plain and simple. See, here's the question I have for you tonight. Are you all in? Are you all in? Because you can't be halfway in. Because you're all into something. There is something that you give yourself up to. There is something that is more important to you than anything else. And whatever that is, that's your God. And that's where you're all in. So I know you're probably thinking about that, but I want you to think about what is the thing in your life that you say, I am all in. And if it's more important than the Lord God Almighty, then that's your God. And you need to do some introspection just like I have to do daily because when you look at the man in the mirror or the woman in the mirror 
and you ask yourself this question, who is that person? You better have an answer because God has an answer. We're going to be in uh, chapter 12 of Romans tonight, chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. I want to read real quick. Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Verse 2, do not conform anymore to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and to approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. One of my favorite people on the radio and you probably don't even know who he is unless you came to Rods and Rifles last year, is Rick Burgess. I get up early in the morning, and I work out, and Rick Burgess and Bubba get me through my workout because I put them on, and they're funny, and I laugh, and I lift, and I go home. Rick and Bubba, they spout out a lot of good theology, bite-sized pieces of theology that I can remember because the older I get, the harder it is for me to remember anything. But he said this one day, you can say whatever you want, but you live what you believe. There's a lot of truth to that. So, you know, back in my day, they would say, I can't, I can't, I can't hear what you're saying because I'm watching what you're doing. That means your talk is not matching your walk, plain and simple. So are you all in? Are you all in? Someone once said that the key to spiritual victory and happiness is not trying to get all we can from God, but in giving all that we are to have him. Because it's all about God and pleasing God and serving God. You're going to give your all to something. What is it that you're going to give your all to? Here's some quick things. First of all, We should live out our beliefs. And really, in fact, we do live out what we believe. So, you know, if I followed you around, I will be able to tell what you really think is important. Beliefs impact our behavior. We have not really learned the word until you're living the word. So I can safely say that there are parts of the word that I don't really know as well as I need to because I'm not living every part of what this book says. I've got a long way to go. Daily, I struggle. I don't know about you. You guys probably have it all together, but I struggle with being all in. I struggle with my words, with my thoughts, with my actions. But you know what? I know where to go to help with that struggle, and I hope you do too. We need to present our bodies because of all that God has done for us, our only reasonable response is to offer our life to him. In other words, present our bodies. Eugene Peterson is a gentleman that wrote a paraphrase of the Bible. And I want to read uh, verse 1 out of the message. He says, here's what I want you to do, God helping you. And that's very important there because we can't do anything worthwhile without God helping us. In fact, Anything I can do on my own, I don't want to do it because it's not worthwhile. If you can do anything on your own, it's not worthwhile. You need God's help for it to be significant. Take your everyday life, you're sleeping, you're eating, going to work, going to school, playing ball, and all your activities, and you're walking around life and place it before God as an offering. 
Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. The word urge in this first verse is a military term. It's like a commanding officer standing before his troops, giving them a talk, much like if you've seen the movie Braveheart and some of the war movies, much like a talk before they go into battle so their mind is right and their focus is right. Or it's like a coach at halftime or a coach before the ball game trying to get his players focused on what's about to happen. Now, I'll tell you something. As a player, you can either buy into it or you can ignore it. Team players buy into it. People that want to be a part of God's team and God's kingdom buy into what he says in his word. And Paul is telling us, Present yourself to God. Be all in. Everything. When you stand on a ledge, Paul basically is saying, don't just get so close that you can go backwards. You get so close that you can't do anything but fall. And when you fall, fall into God's arms. Present your bodies. Our bodies include not only physical, but also the longings of our mind, emotions, and our will. 1 Corinthians 9, 27 says this, No, I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave so that after I preach to others, I will not be disqualified. I would not be disqualified from the prize. Basically, in that scripture right before that, he talks about a boxer shadow boxing. See, a boxer shadow boxes when he practices. He's not doing anything but practicing. If all a boxer did was shadow box and never got in the ring, what good would his training do? We would never know. See, we must discipline our bodies so that we can have control over our bodies through the Holy Spirit so we can do the things that we need to do. And that's what Paul is urging us to do here. There are three different qualities of our sacrifice, living, holy, and acceptable. First of all, living sacrifice. In the Old Testament, the priest would put a dead sacrifice on the altar and offer that to God for the remission of sins. The New Testament, Paul is saying we are living sacrifices. We give our whole self to God. As far as holy, we're to be set apart, separate from the world, different to make a difference. We need students that are going to swim across, uh, swim across the flow or will go against the flow. Anybody can go with the stream. Anybody can go downstream. We need people that can go upstream. It's a little bit harder. It takes a little bit more training. It takes a little bit more effort. Anybody can go with a crowd, y'all. Then acceptable, presenting a sacrifice that is pleasing. That means giving our best. So how do you do this? How do you present the sacrifice First of all, make priority a worship every week. Make priority a worship, a a priority, worship a priority. Seek God in everything you do. Look for ministry opportunities. A friend of mine used to say, if you see a need, feel a need. You guys have eyes. You guys see when things need to be done. I used to have a boss one day, and he said, if you're on the church campus and you walk by a piece of paper and you don't pick it up, I better not see you. You know what that means? That means you better own it because you work here and you own it because this is your church and you own it because you want this church and its grounds to be presentable 
to anybody that comes here. See, we need to own what we do. This is your student ministry. It goes as you go. It grows as you grow. You got to own it. It's not up to adults. It's not up to your mom and dad. It's up to you and how you get in the word and are you all in. And some of you are seniors and some of you will be going to college real soon. And the first thing you need to do, the first type weekend you're at school on Sunday morning is get up and go to church and find a place to worship. That's being all in. That's what you need to do. People that do that grow. People that do that make a difference. Be all in. Start the right way. Finish the right way. Don't compartmentalize. Then he goes on to talk about taking care of your physical body too. You got to do that. See, if you take care of your physical body, you'll be able to have more energy and strength to serve the Lord. We used to do uh, world changers, and some of you have heard of that. Maybe some of you have gotten to do that. We win every year. The best kind of tired you can be is when you spend all day on a roof working for some family that can't afford a roof to be fixed in the hot sun and then go to the school, eat school cafeteria food, and then sleep on a hard floor or a cot every night. That's the best kind of tired you can have. And it's also the best kind of sleep that you can ever have. Find something that defines you and get after it. Find out what your purpose is and get after it. But before you do that, you got to renew your mind. you got to renew your mind. We must not let the pleasures of this world deceive us. In other words, don't conform to the pattern of this world. The message says, don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Some of you have read this before. I want to read just a portion out of chapter 1 of Romans. Sounds a little bit like our society of today. For although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God or gave thanks to him. But their thinking became futile, and the foolish hearts were darkened. Although they claimed to be wise, they were fools, and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images, made to look like mortal man and birds and animals and reptiles. Therefore... God gave them over in their sinful desires of their hearts to sexual impurity for the degrading of their bodies with one another. They exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worship and serve created things. God gave them over to their lust. And it goes on to talk about men being with men and women being with women and doing all kinds of things. And they might as well spit at God in their face. Because they may not do that, but that's what they're doing. They're shaking their fist at the almighty creator and say, you don't know what you're talking about. I don't have to follow you. One day, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. You can, you can worship him now and you can claim him now as Christ the Lord. Because if you wait, it's going to be too late. Everybody will confess the word conformed means an outward expression that does not reflect what is within. It refers to a masquerade like putting on a mask, putting on an act, pretending to be something that you're not. Sound familiar to some people that you know? 
Don't let the world squeeze you into your own, to its own mold. Don't have the same kind of thinking as this world. The world will lie to you. The world will tempt you. And Satan wants to use, and he does use the pleasures of this world to entice and deceive you. And he does it every day. And he will keep on doing it. Did you know that Satan knows your, the buttons to push in your life to get you to do the things that you don't want to do that go directly against God Almighty? He knows your temptations. He knows those things that you battle with, and he will put them in front of you. And if you're not in the word, and you're not on your knees, and you're not renewing your mind daily, you will become conformed to this world quicker than you think you would ever come. You know friends. If I said think about those friends that fit that description, you can think of them right now. It may even be you that you're dealing with that right now, right now too. I don't know your heart. I don't know what you deal with. But you know that what I just said was true. And I'll tell you something else. Just because you don't believe the book doesn't mean it's not true. Just because you don't believe it doesn't mean it's not true. Ephesians 5, 15 through 17, be very careful then how you live, not as unwise but as wise. Make the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. In 1 John 2, 16, it says, don't love the world's ways. Don't love the world's goods. Love for the world squeezes out love for God. Everything that goes on in the world, wanting your own way, wanting everything for yourself, wanting to appear important, has nothing to do with God. It isolates you from him. You thinking of some friends now? You thinking of some things that you're dealing with now? It's truth. To be transformed means to change in outward appearance. It's another word called metamorphosis. We're changed outwardly to reflect inward change, like a tadpole turning into a frog or a caterpillar turning into a a butterfly. See, here's the deal. Permanent change is not off again and on again. When you're transformed, it's permanent. When that caterpillar turns into the butterfly, he does not turn back in to a caterpillar anymore. He's changed from the inside out. When you surrender your life to Jesus Christ, you're changed from the inside out. There's no going back. God is the catalyst for everything that happens. But you have a responsibility once you know the truth to respond and to choose to follow Christ. How to renew your mind? Saturate your mind with godly thinking. I call it no more stinking thinking. See, as a man thinks in his heart, so he is. I'll tell you this too. Out of the heart, the mouth speaks. So whatever's in that heart's going to come out. If you're angry, that's what's coming out. If you're bitter, that's what's coming out. If you love, that's what's coming out. We have to renew our mind, renew our soul, renew our bodies. We need to read and meditate on Scripture. We need to find a way to slow down, be still, and spend time with God. Time with your Creator will recreate a new you. Time with your Creator will create a new you. We're afraid to unplug. 
We are afraid to be quiet. We have to have noise. We have to have the the stuff. Unplug. Get alone by yourself and talk to the creator and ask him to renew your mind. Ask him to renew everything about you. He wants to use you in a mighty way. God wants our body and our mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. See, God wants to bring the best out of you. He wants to develop well-formed maturity in you. And the only way to do that is for you to unplug, get along with God, get along with the word, pray, and ask God what he wants you to do. And see, you know, some of you are probably sitting there going, man, old man, shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. Yes, I do. I was a teenager a long time ago, but I was. There's, I promise you the temptations you have are no different than what I had, except they're more numerous. And they're easier to get to. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Are you all in? Are, are you just, just kind of, just can't take that step? I know this. No one wants to hire anyone in any kind of job from the boardroom to the ball field that's not all in. And, and leaders can tell, managers can tell who's all in. And they look for that in the quality of the person. God can develop that in you so that one day when you do get a job, you can be the best employee that the business ever had because as a believer, that's what you should be. You should want people to follow you. You want to live a life worthy of imitation. Are you all in? It's been said that when we present our bodies, listen to this, our feet will walk in his path. Our lips will speak the truth and spread the gospel. Our tongues will bring healing. Our hands will lift up those who have fallen and perform many mundane tasks like cooking, cleaning, typing, maybe sewing, maybe. Our arms will embrace the lonely and the unloved. Our ears will listen to the cries of the distressed and our eyes will look humbly and patiently toward God. That just about covers everything. A renewed mind looks like that. There's a guy named Brother Lawrence that uh, he's talked about in a book called Practicing the Presence of God. That's an old book. And the guy was a monk. And you're going, a monk, okay? What can a monk teach me? Well, see, Brother Lawrence had this problem. He complained. He complained about having to do this or having to do that. See, because if you're in the monastery, everybody shares in activities. There are times you have to wash dishes. There are times you have to cook. And one day, Brother Lawrence was washing the dishes. And all of a sudden, it hit him. 
everything I should do, I do should be for the glory of God. So when you practice the presence of God, that means when you're on the ball field, you do it for the glory of God. When you're in the band room, you do it for the glory of God. When you're helping your mom or your dad, you do it for the glory of God. When I have to take out the trash and mow the yard, I do it for the glory of God. That's what we ought to be about. That's how you're all in. I've been reading a book called The Insanity of God. It's about a guy named Nick Ripkin. Nick was a missionary to Somalia for about 15 years. And in the first third of the book, he talks about all that he did as a a missionary in Somalia. The back two-thirds of the book, he went all over the world and talked to people from the persecuted church. Now, if you don't know what that means is, the persecuted church are people that have small groups and they have church in homes and church in hidden areas because if they find them, they will persecute them for worshiping the God that you can do freely right now. He interviewed a gentleman. And some of these stories are pretty tough, and this one is, but I want to tell you because I want you to understand what it means to be all in. His pastor had been arrested, put in jail for three years. And every day, the guard would bring him a piece of toast with his dung spread on the toast and fed it to him. Three years every single day. He finally got out of jail, went back to a small group, was preaching, leading the group. Somebody came to him one day because they knew he was a pastor and knew he had a great heart. And he said, hey, he said, there's a gentleman here that's dying. And he needs somebody to be his caretaker, to help him, like hospice does, you know, to be with him and bathe him and do whatever he needs. And the guy said, yeah, I'll be glad to do that. The guy walked in the room. And it was the prison guard that put his dung on his toast every day. And he took care of that man until he died. That's all in. That's presenting your bodies. That's sacrifice. We don't know what sacrifice is. We have no idea. That's what it is. But it's better than that. The guy he was taking care of never knew who he was. Never knew it. He quietly cared for that man till he died. Are you all in? There will be a day, and probably not too far in the future, when people are going to know who's all in. because there'll be people to go to jail for it in this country because we're headed that way and it's not too far away, y'all. So you need to decide right now as a teenager, are you all in? Do you want the Lord God Almighty to direct you, to lead you, to renew your mind every day? Because it's coming. And you can tell me, no, it's not, but it is. It may not be your generation, but it may be your children's generation. So when you get married and you have kids, you better train them up. And before you can train them up, you need to train yourself up. 
If you're not in a small group, you need to get in one. If you don't have an accountability partner, you better get one. And if you know somebody that don't know the Lord, you better tell him about the Lord. Somebody told me a long time ago, we were talking about change and making changes and causing change to happen. And here's what they told me. If you want real revival or spiritual renewal or renewing your mind or discipline uh, to follow the Lord or anything to do with change, here's what you do. You draw a circle and you get in it. And when the person in this circle is changed by the power of God, then there can be change. It's a personal relationship with God Almighty. And it starts with you. And you can embrace it. You can laugh about it. Or you can think about it. And I want everybody in this room one day to stand before the Lord and him say this, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into your home of rest. But that is up to you. I can't do it for you. Your mama can't do it for you. Your daddy can't do it for you. You can do it for you if you allow God to enter your life and you choose to follow him. It's up to you. Are you all in? What kind of impact do you want to make? What do you want on your tombstone? What is your dash going to say? You have a chance right now to write that story. And many of you already are. Put the pen in your hand. Get on your knees and get busy. Let me pray for you. Lord, Lord, all over this room, there are students and adults that are seeking you and love you. And there may be even some in this room that are on the verge of surrendering their life to you. And Lord, I, I pray for all. I pray that they will surrender their all to you and present their bodies as living sacrifices to renew their minds and not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by your Holy Spirit. I pray for a metamorphosis within this room that they'll change from the inside out and they will become living, breathing, witnessing machines. Lord, bless them as they go to the discussion groups and bless this time we've had. You are a great God and we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you all so much.